Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, the long road is the best route to get to the Crypt Garden Forest, and so that's the route the Heralds take as they head north. After a day of travel and a tense night camping in the woods, the patrols become sparse. The next day, there's an intense battle with a few predatory ankeg, and a more cautious party continues to head north along the long road. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, and it's fall here in Seattle, finally. And thus, it is time for hot tea. That is a fucking huge-ass mug. That mug is as big as your head. It, it, is, it is giant, and it is delicious because it is full of hot tea and a little bit of vodka, but mostly uh, blackberry sage tea, which makes me so happy. And I just cup this mug, and this is all I want to do for the rest of my life. And, and while I do that for at least the next moment or two, Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, I got this specifically for Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Mm. It's from Independence Brewing Company, and it's called Oklahoma Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, I saw this in the store today. I'm like, I have to. I can't not buy this because a friend of the show, Grady Bailey, and friend of the show, Mark uh, uh, Dark Five Four Five Five Five, have had it on hand every single time I visited them. Oh, they love you, but they also think your team sucks. I was like, I can't not buy this. The best of jerks. So yes, this is for you, (laughs) Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Well, Jonathan, I, I guess you get to go next. What are you drinking as uh, uh, retaliation? I Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Tonight I am drinking, it's in the fridge. I will go get it in a sec. It's a Blackberry Weiss, and it is from Coop Ale Works here in Oklahoma City. Ooh, blackberries make me so happy. Bernie, what are you drinking? Um, I'm still drinking. I have the very last of the Southern Basil that I bought. So I'm drinking that, and then after that, I'm going to happily move on to very very fall things but right now i have to finish the beer i have that's code for pumpkin spice sometimes i'm not a pumpkin spice person and i think it's mostly because like i don't drink coffee so i've never like been like oh pumpkin spice latte pumpkin spice everything else yeah i like pumpkin things like i like pumpkin muffins and like Mm. i don't actually really care for pumpkin pie I like like things with pumpkin in it, but not pie or lattes. Fair enough. I mean, I'll eat the pie. <laughs> it's such a hardship, but yeah. <laughs> oh God, I must eat pie. Uh, Travancore, what are you drinking? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening continues our autumnal theme, as it is a Ziegler's apple cider with just a bit of white rye whiskey in it. Ooh, that sounds. Good. Is it hot or cold? Cold, actually. Okay. I could see it going either way, but both sounded good. All right. So as I mentioned in our little intro, you guys are on the long road. You're about day and a half into your journey of about a five-day journey if you're heading towards Amphail. Did we take a long rest and then have a battle? Yes. So you okay. guys <laughs> slept overnight in the woods um, and were 
bothered a little bit by some creatures you couldn't quite identify, but there wasn't any fighting. Woke up the next morning and while on the lone road, long road, the long road, which was, it's been a long, lonely road. uh, You were attacked by some giant insect-like creatures, fought them off, and continued along your merry way. It's only been about 30 minutes since that fight, as you've continued to slog through a little bit of mud and muck. It's been continuing to snow very lightly. The ground is mostly frozen, but it's been dug up by enough wagon tracks that it's, you know, it's a road, but it's still kind of muddy and sloshy. And I need everybody to roll me perception checks. I like those. I like doing that. I swear to God, if we go more than a week without playing D&D, I forget how to fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hear some perception checks. Let's start with Travancore. 23. And Bernie? I got a 15. And Jonathan? 11. And Carlton? 14. Ooh, okay. Most of you are concerned with putting one foot in front of the other, keeping an eye on the woods kind of to your left and to your right, still mulling over the events of the fight you were just in about a half hour ago. Travancore, you've moved on and you and Shadow are paying attention to the road up ahead and you very, very clearly hear yelling and fighting. <gasps> Guys, I hear yelling and fighting. Ooh, yelling and fighting. Those are Did my kind of sounds. Some of that like 10 minutes ago or two weeks ago? <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, when you're on the minutes road, ago. Two, 10 minutes can feel like two weeks. It can. The days just go on and on. Yeah, Travancore, you hear at least two different voices yelling, although you're far enough away that you can't quite make out words. And you hear noises that obviously sound like swords hitting something. You hear the whinny of frightened horses, and it, it sounds like it's just... <laughs> Sound effects provided by Bernie. <laughs> and it sounds like it's only a few minutes down the road. The road is continuing to curve to the left just enough that you can only maybe see about five to ten minutes down it because of moving north. And just out of your sight, it sounds like coming from the other side of the bend. I'm going to go ahead and ready my bow. Okay. Were you going to stop or are you going to keep moving? I plan to keep moving. Yeah, yeah let's, keep moving. let's move. Let's book. I need something to get my blood boiling. It's cold up here. <laughs> All right, you guys continue to move on forward. It takes a few minutes to keep moving down the road before you now see the source of the noise. And now that Travancore has kind of alerted you all, you you know kind of that you're looking for something. As you come around the bend, what you see is a large wagon, big wooden wagon, looks like a merchant's wagon for hauling goods. It's got the rounded top, uh, but it's all wood and enclosed. The back right wheel on this wagon is obviously broken. The whole thing is listing off to the side. And in front of it, you can see a team of four black horses that at the moment are still standing still, but you can see them nervously moving back and forth. There are three figures within view. Uh, You're a little too far away to really make out any distinction, but they do seem to be three humanoids. And as you round the corner, you see one of them jab a sword into a familiar bug-like creature, and it falls over onto the ground dead. And so as you guys start to approach, they've just killed one of these ankeg that you've encountered. And 
kind of the, the noises have settled down a little bit and they're starting to talk to one another. After a moment or two of continuing to, to push forward, you see that one of them turns and notices you and lets out a very loud whistle and points in your direction. And the other two turn to look and now the three of them are watching you. You're, you're still about 150, 200 feet down the road. Do you want to continue to approach? I want to uh, wave. I, yeah, I was going to say, I wave. Hi! Hi! <laughs> Those things are annoying, right? As you wave, the three of them kind of give you some wary looks. Now that you're a little closer, you can see the, of the three of them, two of them are elves, and one of them is a human. The uh, human female finally raises a hand and kind of gives you a very cautious wave and says, Oh, I'd be careful! We don't know if there's more of these about! Well, we just killed, I feel like, four. Was it three or four? We killed about three or four. In the heat of battle, you lose count. But, He's not yeah. been very good at counting ever to begin with. No, my I have this many fingers, and that's how high I can count. <laughs> if I'm feeling really smart, I can count this many toes as well. Well, I don't know how many more there are around here, but uh, you might as well come closer. I don't want to be yelling. And as you approach, you can see the the human female kind of gives some very quiet direction to the other two elves who both uh, nod and move back towards the wagon. It looks like they're, at least they were in the process of trying to remove a spare wheel that was tied onto the bottom of this wagon. And as you approach the human, you can kind of see her a little more clearly. She's kind of a medium-sized, uh, muscular woman. She's wearing warm clothes uh, against the, the chill. She is currently holding a bow and has... Uh, put some arrows away and is kind of tucking the bow back across her back and says, you didn't, you didn't happen to see a caravan going past you as you came up that way. Did you? I don't we think not. we did. I no, I don't, I don't think we saw one. It's Blast been it. a while since we've played. We can't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> to remind you, you have not seen a caravan at all since leaving Waterdeep. You have seen some, guard patrols and that's about it and even the guard patrols you haven't seen this day these are the first people you've seen all day okay god says we haven't seen a caravan so <laughs> no caravan few guards and some of those bug thingies that like pinch you real bad they pinch right they pinch they pick you up for, like, <laughs> take from personal experience i i put my on my bone arrow at this point i i i don't know if i'm close enough to shake their hands or not and introduce myself if you'd like to, yeah, you can walk on up. She'll hold out her hand and say, well, I'm glad that you were successful fighting those things off. Those, those things smell. They're no fun. Oh. Travancore, Viceroy of Glenmar. What's your name? Uh, Bronwyn Dunn, a merchant of Waterdeep and Amphale, and really pissed off at a caravan owner right now. And she motions back towards the two elves who are still working to get the wheel out from under the, the broken cart. And she says, uh, my my guards, my employers, uh, Selvik and Tijin, don't mind them. They're not social. As she says that, Selvik like, looks over his shoulder and calls that out and says, we're busy! Would you like to help? We have muscles! And then I want to look at, at Jonathan and Carlton and say, you should help! Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just stretching here. Uh, yeah, uh, yep, stretching. Yep, that's up. Oh, well, now that you're stretched, Carlton, help. 
I oh, stretch, yeah. but I do a like a flexing stretch. So yeah. And I look at what's her face, and I say, "This is every day of my life." I like how John and I are just like doing like Mr. Universe, like flexing. I, I'm show glad contest. that I have the actual stuff to to flex. All right, I I offer to go help the uh, the uh, guards. Okay, employees, Bronwyn employers. looks at the two of you and kind of arches an eyebrow as the two of you flex, and she says, well, when you're done showing off, I would appreciate the help. I'm sure they'd appreciate the help, too. And uh, the one that spoke, the uh, Selvik, they've finally uh, got the wheel about halfway out from under the cart, and you can see that the problem that they're having is because of the back wheel being broken, the whole cart is listed off to the side. So they're having trouble, like, untying it and getting it free and uh selvik says can you can you just give us a little lift just the back of the cart just pull it up just a little bit all right i go to lift it are you both going on over there or just one i'm gonna send shadow over too to see if he can do anything if there's any way he can angle and help out how much does this cart weigh uh, you've no idea but it does look like a very large cart the horses uh, my i can lift up to 1200 pounds okay so I'm going to attempt to just lift it, all of it. Well, so what Selvig is basically asking you to do is just lift up that back corner, the back uh, where the broken wheel is. So you go over, Jonathan goes over, and Shadow will go over. I'd like the three of you to roll strength checks. Let's see, strength for Shadow is... Well, oh, nice. <laughs> that has no, I'm not laughing Encumbrance and lifting capacity, I'm great, but actually putting it to use, I'm terrible. Ooh. Traveling corner. <laughs> Okay, Carlton, what did you roll? Seven. And Jonathan? Uh, Twelve. And Shadow? Good bear, strong bear rolls a 16. Okay. Carlton and Jonathan have spent a little too long flexing as they go on over and kind of brace themselves on the the bottom rung of this cart and go to lift. You can hear them... strain and they move it just a tiny little bit but it's just enough for shadow to sneak under and plants all four uh legs on the ground puts his back to the back of the cart and lifts and he is able to lift it a good foot and it's plenty in order for the two elves to be able to finally reach under untie the last couple of ropes pull out the spare wheel and you guys lower it after a second i look at jonathan like yeah we totally meant to do that right yes yes totally totally meant to do it like that yeah totally hey guys thanks for giving shadow a chance to shine i know you could have easily lifted that you know bear buddy doesn't get enough shining so i got you back and i look at her and i say every day of my life (laughs) <laughs> and she looks back at you and says, you know, if I had a bear like that, I, I wouldn't be complaining about that. That's just- Not the bear. Not the bear. Bears seem to be doing most of the work. And she looks over at Travancore and she says, exactly. Mm, good bear you got there. He's the best bear. Aren't you a good bear? And I actually pet Shadow and Rugby. She's like, you're such a strong bear. You're a strong bear. How do you talk with paws instead of hands? I, I give Shadow a rub on the other ear. I'm like, yeah, it's good, good, Shadow. Good, good. Yes, and for Shadow. a moment, Shadow is so happy. No, and, okay. his- and then I think to Bucks, I'm like, Bucks, get down here. And so Bucks lands on Shadow's back <laughs> and starts like giving him a little like bear massage <laughs> with his little pygmy uh, uh, owl claws. He's sort of like walking up his back. 
<laughs> Shadow is in such bliss right now. He's got that bear grin on his face and his eyes close and he's just got scratchies going on and and almost <laughs> like a cat, his claws dig into the dirt and you just hear him. <sighs> it's it's just a nice feeling. And uh, Bronwyn That was laughs. a good bear side. That was an incredibly good. I can see a bear making that noise. I've been practicing <laughs> bear noises. Bronwyn says, that's that's great. Thank you so much for your help. I've we've been trying to get this cart fixed, but the the caravan that we were with the assholes, we paid a lot of money to join this caravan, and five minutes after we break a wheel, they say, Well, nope. Time Mora says screw you, and they just kept on going. And every time we try to take a moment to fix the cart, these beasts come out of the ground so finally being able to to get some work done it's only going to take a couple of minutes if if i ask a favor i can i i can promise there will be payment at the end of it for you if you would like well let me tell you this wiping away assholes is our specialty i think she means bugs in the ground what what do you mean we whip away assholes all the time Remember those cultists? They were assholes. We wiped them away. You also learned how to recently wipe your own asshole. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. The Modrons learned how to do it. I have people for that now. Or I guess constructs. They're constructs. The Modrons. Are they constructs? They are. Yeah, I have constructs for that now. Bronwyn says. While I would like some revenge on that, on the actual assholes, I'm, I am a little more concerned about those bugs coming back. We've, we've managed to fight them off a couple of times and we've got this one here. And she points to the dead one on the ground. She says, if you can stick around just for a little bit until we can get this fixed, I, I've got gold in it for you. And if, if you, it looks like you're on the way north like we are, you're more than welcome to join us. Snacks. Yeah. As long as there's, there's room for us to sit, right? Golden snacks. Uh, she nods and says, we've, we've got more than enough room. The It'll take us no time to get to Amphail. We just, we need to get this cart fixed. All right. I'll, I try and help with the cart. Yep. I will assist as well. Are all of you going to help with the cart? Uh, Bronwyn at this point says, well, I do need a couple of people to just keep an eye out for more of these bugs. That's I'm we haven't been able to keep an eye out because I'm yeah. tiny. Our two highest perception dumb. should keep eyes out. Jack, you're good at perception, Our right? two highest or perception are now going to roll terribly on their perception I'm on, check. I'm on bug watch. <laughs> and I, right. uh, okay. I send bucks up to uh, to sweep the road just up and down 100 feet in either direction. Okay. So let's start with that. I'd love Bernie, Travancore, and Bucks to all roll perception checks. <laughs> nice. Uh, I wasted on a perception check, but that's okay. Hey, at least we didn't roll shitty like I True. thought we were going to. We all did well. Well, Bucks, I, Bucks needs practice. Uh, Bucks has a uh, considerable bonus here. And he rolls advantage. So what did Bucks get? Uh, So far an 18. 18. Okay. And Bernie, what did you get? 21. And Travancore. For the record, 25, but that's a natural 20. So drink, everybody. Very nice. You are perceiving the shit out of this world. Leaves on a tree are trembling five miles away, and you notice it. (laughs) (laughs) The world is in sharp HD 4K detail to you. It's amazing. Uh, Is Shadow going to keep watch with you, or would you like him to continue to help with the cart? I think Shadow should help with the cart. Okay. So... Shadow, Jonathan, and Carlton, I would love you guys to roll. I feel like this is an intimidation thing. I gotta intimidate that cart into working. 
<laughs> if you would like to try to pers- uh, intimidate the horses into working, that's something different. In this case, damn it! if you want to help repair the wheel, give me an investigation check. If you would like to just be Johnny on the spot, helping kind of hold the cart in place, give me a strength check. I will take the investigation. I will not. I will do strength. Shadow's also doing strength. I get a 10. Okay. And um, so that was 10 investigation. What was Shadow's strength? Seven strength for Shadow. Twelve strength for Carlton. Okay. Shadow gets back into position under the cart. Carlton goes to help him. Between the two of you, you're able to lift it up a little bit. It's not quite the several feet of last time, and it's not quite so impressive, but it's just enough so that the two elves can actually start to work on removing the broken wheel and getting the new one on. Jonathan, you go to examine the broken wheel and see if the axle is okay and see if everything is okay uh, as far as the rest of the the mechanism to make this cart work. And sure, I guess it looks good. You're not exactly sure. After about 10 minutes of work, they've managed to get the broken wheel off and are starting to bolt the new wheel on. Uh, they've just put it into place when uh, Travancore, Bernie, you two see off in the distance a ripple in the road coming from the south, almost as though uh, something is burrowing under the road. And Travancore, you hear a very familiar noise of those bug beasts heading your way. Bugs approach! Bugs approach! All right, with that warning, do you guys want to do anything? I feel like... I feel like we should get this cart, if we can, fully functional so we can ride the fuck out of here. Or we get it moving and we uh, we stay behind, take and care of this back. bug, and then... And then catch up. Yeah. And then catch up. Yeah, I like that plan. Let me put some stuff out on the board. I was like, ooh, treasure. Oh. It's kind of in the shape of a chest when yes, you it's very take a look at it. It's, it is a, a closed cart. You can see there's a door on the back and a, and a larger door on the side. Both of them are completely closed, and the back one actually has a padlock on it. Look at all these sweet stallions you got going on here, too. Yeah, the so the black horses at the front, you got a chance to look at them. You didn't go too close, but you can see they are big hefty horses they they kind of look like Clydesdales although without the giant hairy feet but they're huge workhorses they are glossy black uh tip to tail and while still nervous for cart horses they're actually keeping their cool rather well you you've been pretty surprised Okay, Travancore gives you guys, uh, or Travancore and Bernie give you guys a heads up about incoming possible baddies, and I will give you guys a chance to decide what you want to do in the next moment since you've gotten this warning. Bronwyn is going to, uh, once again, she is going to once again pull out her bow and arrows and knock. She's going to stand in front of her two guards, and she's going to tell them to continue to work on getting the wheel fixed. And they're going to keep working. Oh, uh, previously, I had, uh, right after that last fight, I don't know if I mentioned, but I grasped my pearl and got back a spell. Okay, good to know. I want to scoot the fuck behind someone. I'm not a touch action character. I want to cast haste on, uh, on Carlton before we get this started. I'd like to move, like, directly behind the, uh, the wagon, maybe next to, uh, to Bronwyn. 
Okay. Jonathan, if you're going to cast haste on Carlton, that'll be the one thing you can do. You're not going to be able to move. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. Jonathan's going to cast haste. Bernie's thinking about moving. Jonathan or Travancore, where did you want to move to? Behind the wagon next to Bronwyn. Oh, I meant like, oh, like the far side. Fr- yeah, far side of the cannon, I guess. Or wagon. They're coming from the south. Basically, they're coming from the direction of Waterdeep. Right now, the cart has been pulled over to the side of the road. There's basically some light trees. If you're looking at this map, up would be light trees. Down would be more of the road. Left would be where you're hearing bugs coming from. Right would be towards Amphale. I'd like to be just to the right of Bronwyn. I'm actually happy where I am, considering that left is where the bugs are coming from. Left is from where the bugs are coming from. And Carlton, uh, you've got one thing that you can do. What would you like to do? Um, I guess they're coming from south, which is bottom of the screen. No, they're coming from uh, left. Left. Oh, so coming towards me. Yeah. All right, then I'm, I'm kind of where I want to be. I'm going to ready my halberd so that as soon as one pops up, I can poke at it and get it right as it's coming out. Okay. With that, I need everybody to roll initiative. Although I should I should ask real quick, Bernie, are you staying on Coco Snoot? And what's I'm Buck's doing? I'm going to currently stay on Coco Snoot, and I'm staying where I am, because I realized where I am is where I need to be in terms of not being in front of shit. So Okay. <laughs> and what's Buck's going to do? Uh, Buck's is going to follow his ongoing rules of engagement and fly away. All right, so he he does that right away into the trees. He once again goes ninety nine feet away and finds a tree. Actually, I'm gonna I, I say, hey Bucks, put yourself on the other side of the road. Make sure none of them come that other way. All right, so he's gonna sit in a tree to the north, right, and keep an eye out. Uh, and as you guys get ready, three of these very familiar bug creatures burst out of the ground. Uh, the other two elves, unless they get harried, have been instructed to continue to work on the cart to try to get the wheels working. Initiative, Jonathan. I totally rolled it earlier. I got a 15. Okay. And Bernie? 10, because I rolled when you asked me to. <laughs> and Carlton? 12, because I also listened to you. And Travancore? 7. Okay, as you all have this moment to get ready, three Ankeg burst out of the ground. Do I get my readied action? You will in a second. Okay. Is it Ank, like A-N-K, or it? I believe it is Ankeg, because it's A-N-K-H-E-G. I reserve the right to be wrong. I also reserve the right to be a DM and be pronouncing it wrong and not care. Uh Okay. One of them rushes up to Carlton. One of them starts to rush up to these elves, but then engages Shadow. This other one is going to move there. That does not hold well. Carlton, your readied action can go off. All right. Melee attack. Oh, fuck. 15. Please hit, please hit, please hit. That does hit. Yay! And I'm not raging yet, so regular damage. Uh, That'll take 12. Or no, slashing and necrotic. So, did we go over this last time? Are they resistant to either slashing or necrotic? Um, no. From the last time you attacked them, they did okay. not seem to be resistant. I'm, not, I'm just going to tell you the final number instead of what is it for resistances. So, okay. total of 12. Total of 12. This one rushes up to you and is going to try to bite you. Uh, that would be a 20, not natural. Damn it! My AC is 19 right now because of haste. So close. All right. So you take eight slashing damage right. and three acid damage. 
So 11. And I need you to make a strength saving throw. I am proficient at that. Uh, that'll be a 27 saving throw. <laughs> yeah, you take a bunch of damage, but when it tries to lock its jaws around you, I just, just like, like grab get it and I'm get like, get out of here with that no, thing. No! Ah, fuck off! And I push it back. <laughs> All right, the second one is going to go after Shadow. Oh. 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 I guess we're drinking. That's a natural 20. I guess I need another beer. Sad drink. It's been an honor. There, buddy. He's got full health, though. That should make you feel good. It's going to take 15 slashing damage and three acid damage. Wow. (laughs) And I need need Shadow to make a strength saving throw. Well, I think with that, at least, he should be okay. Don't jinx yourself. Yeah, do not jinx Shadow. Nine. Uh, Shadow has been grappled by this thing as it bites down onto his shoulder and he yells out in this roar of pain and the Ankeg just does not let go. Uh, This final one has moved around. I need Jonathan and I need one of my guys to make a dexterity saving throw. 18. Good job, Jonathan. Thank you. Bad job, other guy. Uh, well, fortunately, his dexterity is kind of awesome. Good job, NPC stats. Yeah, he gets a a warning as you guys come around and manages, even though he's in the process of putting this wheel together, to just duck out of the way. So you guys are gonna take half damage as a spray of acid comes out of this bug's mouth. Stop rolling dice! 3d6, yeah, (laughs) 6, 79, Okay, so that's 14, so you guys are going to take half, uh, so seven acid damage to each of you. And they are finally done. Bucks, uh, go ahead, have Bucks make a perception check since he's keeping an eye out. 14. Uh, he does not see anything else coming. Okay. And Jonathan, it's your turn. I'm going to do something really, really stupid. Oh! That's wonderful. my kind of thing. Wonderful. Nice change of pace for us. So, Fireball has a 20-foot radius. Oh, dear God. Yes. A 20-foot radius. Yep. I have an ability called Sculpting Spell. We're all gonna die. No. No, actually, you're not. He's gonna put pockets around us. So I can choose a number of creatures that I can see equal one plus the spell's level. So that's three plus one. The chosen creatures automatically succeed on their saving throws against the spell, and they take no damage if they would normally take half damage on the successful save. I need to also check if I have a spell called Make Hole, because oh, something is going to maybe get busted. Bernie, do you have Make Hole? Uh, no, I don't have a spell called Make a Hole. No, Make <laughs> Make Make Hole, like like uh, uh, W-H-O-L-E. Kind of like mending, but super mending. <laughs> I don't think I do. Sorry. Um, make I look, I quickly hole. glance at the cart. And I, and I wonder how much damage you could take. It looks like a pretty well-constructed thick cart. It, it, you know, as I said before, it kind of almost looks like a treasure chest in a way. It is completely made of wood. And you are very well aware of how much Fireball likes to set stuff on fire. I do have mending, though. We might need mending. Jonathan, what's got to stop you from casting Fireball in far enough radius that it wouldn't damage the, uh, the, the wagon? I'm going to envelop all three deals and four of us, including Shadow. Oh, okay. Well, if you do... Mm, okay. 
All right, I'm doing it. That's Fuck it. cool. I've got healing spells and that one thing that'll bring Shadow back from the dead if I'm feeling so, generous. So, all right, I put it, I put it so that the radius is going to affect every one, every pincher thing, and then Carlton Shadow, uh, the right or the leftmost Bowman, and myself, and then two squares of the card. All right. So, so the the people that are getting saved are. Myself. And basically everybody who's not a, a, a bug, bug person. Yes. Okay. Let's see. And what saving throw is it? It is dexterity. Oh, that's a big zero. All right. <laughs> 10, 5, 13. What's the DC? Uh, 16, I think. Well, if it's 16, all three of them fail. All right. Let's roll some 8d6s, I believe. All the d6s. All the d6s. All the d6. Wow. Boom. Boom. <laughs> okay. Very nice. All right. So, Carlton, this bug that you managed to hit goes up in a gout of flame. And as the flames subside, it falls to the ground dead. The other two are gripping the ground and you hear a high-pitched whine kind of shoot through your head as these things scream in pain. But they, the other two are barely still alive. The back of the cart catches fire and you hear Bronwyn, wait, 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 oh, ah! And she, on her turn, will start to rush off as the cart uh, with 34 points of fire damage, very quickly catches fire. But one of them is dead, and the two others are super, super hurt. And was there anything else you wanted to do, Jonathan? I I do this with my hands. I make it the job well done thing as they're like kind of on fire because I cast fireball. And so I'm like, that's the end of that chapter. And I take a heroic pose. <laughs> Meanwhile, you hear the crackling of the cart as the, it the crackling to burn of the away cart Mar- is like is like backlighting me. <laughs> All right, Carlton. Okay, the bug before you is dead. Yes, you are hasted, and the cart that you are standing next to is on fire. Here's what I say: salt water. Which now into my alchemy jug, I have twelve gallons of salt water. I start dousing the flames as my action. Okay, and I still have my bonus action attack and my haste attack. Yes? I think the alchemy jug takes an action to actually speak the word and activate it. You can use an action to name one liquid from the table blow to cause the jug to produce. Afterwards, you can uncork the jug as an... Oh, I need two actions to do that. So you can, if you want to use both of your regular actions, the hasted and the the regular, you can you can water and, and then you have can one use hit. it to and douse the flames, then you'd still have movement and a bonus action. All right. I will do my haste, my al- my regular, to douse out all the flames. And then I will run up and I will get one hit on the ant keg. Okay. I get 12 gallons because I said salt. Oh, yeah, because it makes... Okay. Uh, Yeah, you're able to get the vast majority. There's still a couple of smoldering bits, but certainly the the parts that had caught on fire that within a few more moments were probably going to be burning super merrily have now been doused and uh, steam is rising on up. And where would you like to move to? Uh, I'm going to... So Shadow's being grappled by this one. Is the Ankeg in Shadow's space or is Shadow in the Ankeg space? No, neither of them are in each other's space. Okay. I have a reach weapon. I'm going to go two diagonally from it to get my advantage. Yep. And then I'm going to go ahead and... You know what? I don't feel... I'll feel like I want to save my rages because we're still pretty early in the day. 
Um, and these guys are pretty hurt from getting fired, so I'm just going to regular attack. Okay. Melee attack. Uh, 12 probably won't do it. Sadly, a 12 will not. Didn't think so. I was too concerned about putting out fire. <laughs> well, and, and you can see that as as panic has entered her face at seeing her cart go up in flames, immediately seeing you douse it, she looks relieved. And so you mean you might not have killed anybody, but you've certainly saved her Sometimes life. Sometimes you got to role play. There you go. Bernie, it is your turn. Well, what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to heal things, I suppose. That's a thing I can do, right? You're I, very it's good almost at like it was my profession or something. I'm going to do prayer of healing. Up to six creatures, so basically all of us, because mm-hmm. no one is currently at their full health, according to my charts. Is anybody taking damage of her party? Of her party, he doesn't look incredibly hurt, but Tijin, the one with the two swords, uh, he does look like he's taking a all little right. bit of well, damage. Alright, well, we're going to heal him too. So it is 2d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier plus two. We love Queen Bay and her vessel. <laughs> Bernie. All right, everybody gets 20 points. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome. Everyone's I'm back fully up to healed. full health. Yep, Shadow's back to full health as well. Tijin is totally back up to full health. This is for all the single ladies. Obrigado. Anything else you would like to do now that you've saved everybody's um, life? No, I'm just going to stand here content in my power. I don't need to strike a fucking pose. No, there's no pose. I literally licked my finger. And everybody's healed. (laughs) I'm subtle like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Shadow immediately looks whole and healthy. And Travancore, you and he can go. What would you like to do? All right. Gripped with uh, with fear and panic for my my bear buddy, I'm going to launch one of my uh, my handy new uh, bottomless quiver arrows at the first one at the one that has Shadow still in it grappled. Okay. First arrow, go. Will a 10 hit? Ten will not hit. Well, it's a good thing it's I have another one. Good thing Sails I over its head. Bear. Round two. Twenty-two. There we go. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. That's a bit more like it. And this extra bottomless quiver arrow is going to do a little bit extra damage because that arrow is going to do seven damage. Perfect. The first one sails over its head, distracts it from shadow enough to look in your direction so you can sink that second arrow right between the two mandibles on the front of its jaw, and it dies. Huzzah! Anything else? That's it. All right. Bronwyn is going to take the now free back of the cart to rush back there and douse the the remaining little tiny flames along the side. The There's kind of a shelf on the back of the cart where there is an actual chest that she opens up and pulls out a water skin to kind of finish the job. And you can see that while the back of the cart is now kind of a sooty black, there hasn't been any uh, lasting damage. So... Uh, she's going to finish up doing that. The final Ankeg is going to rush up on Jonathan. It is still screaming in agony as it tries to bite down on Jonathan. Uh, it's a 22 hit. It does. All right. You take a 10 slashing damage. Okay. And two acid damage. And I need you to make a strength saving throw. Uh, 14. 
Great. You've had experience getting grappled by these things. So when it reaches out with its jaws to grab you, while it does injure you, you are able to twist out of its grasp and it's not able to keep hold. And it is done. Go ahead and have Bucks make another perception check. He's actually looking kind of over at the battle, taking interest because he just saw something explode. So he rolls a five. Yeah, and he saw you get hurt, and so he was he was worried about that, but um, yeah, all he really basically sees is the battle. Jonathan, it is your turn. Well, I I say, listen, friend, I know it's cold on here. Cold out here. I'm going to make you warm, and I burning hands him. Okay. Uh, does he make a saving throw, or do you make an attack? I believe he makes a saving throw. Burning hands. Each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. That's an 18. He makes it. He will still take half as much damage on a successful saving throw. Right. So So you still do damage, and he is super hurt. Uh, So he'll take five damage. As the fabulous Matt Mercer would like to say about this burning ankeg, how would you like to do this? So I make my little little, uh, heroic statement. And I, I set him ablaze, and he's, it starts screaming again, and it kind of like goes into ashes. And I turn around and say, remember, kids, that's not just it screaming, that's steam coming out of its carapace. <laughs> and who exactly are you talking to? <laughs> the group. Okay. <laughs> the, the general assembly here. And everybody looks at you like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Except for Shadow, who gives you a very agreeable, decisive nod. He's As like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> totally, absolutely. So, I'm. Are you gonna roll hit dice, or do you want me to heal you? Uh, if you if you can, sp- actually, I've got hit dice, so I- I'll just use that. I should be fine. All right, Bucks continues to keep a lookout. We are out of initiative. You guys get another one thousand three hundred and fifty experience between the lot of you. Okay, so that's 10, and then plus my con is 4, so I'm back at full health. Okay, I need everybody to roll perception checks. As you guys kind of calm down from the battle a little bit and refocus your attention on keeping an eye out to see if more of these creatures show up, Bronwyn goes back over to the two elves and in the next 10 minutes uh, helps them finish up putting the new wheel on the cart. Uh, let's get some perception checks. Carlton? Uh, I got an 18 for my perception. Nice. And Travancore? I'm proud of it. 17. And Shadow? 15. And Jonathan and Bucks? Jonathan, the muscular, gets an 11. Bucks gets a 23. Nice. And Bernie? 22. Great. You guys spread out, keeping particularly close attention to the southern portion of the road, considering that's where these creatures seem to keep coming from. And it remains quiet. You're not sure if that means that there are no more out there or if that means that the ones that are out there have decided not to attack. But you're you're able to keep a close enough eye and are all fairly confident that nothing else seems to be about to bother you. The two elves finish putting the wheel bolted onto the wagon. They've discarded the broken wheel. They've tested it out a little bit. Bronwyn moves back up to the front of the cart, climbs up onto the front seat where the driver sits, and has the horses move forward about five feet and backwards about five feet as they test the stability of everything. It all seems to be perfect. She calls back and says, get get on, we're getting out of here. 
you see the two elves calling as she calls out selvik runs up to the front of the cart and you can't quite see what he does but the side door to this large chest-like cart now opens up for you tijin actually takes a handhold on one side by one wheel and then springs up onto the top of the cart sits down on top of it like he's straddling a horse he's got both swords in his hand and is kind of continuing to keep a lookout what do you guys do um what guess wish them luck i don't know they're trying to get the fuck out right yeah i want to go with them yeah we're going with them yeah i thought we were escorting them to uh, to Am- amphil which is on the way to where we're going anyway oh okay i thought they they're were going our way water deep. no Sorry. they're headed north. i was they're headed in the same direction you are and have opened up the side door in case anybody wants to get in the cart. If you don't, she they've invited you to come along. She said that as you guys kind of give each other looks like, what should we do? She calls back and says, if you're coming with, come with, but we got to get going. I hop in. I say, come on, guys. And I hop in. I hop in I as well. We, can my dog keep up with the horses? You're unsure, probably not if the horses are going to go to full gallop, but as the cart begins to move you can see she is taking the cart at a moderate pace something that both uh shadow and coco snoot could pretty easily keep up with it's faster than your normal walking speed but it's slow enough for this team of horses to be cautious enough on the road to not jostle everything around too much so you can decide to ride coco snoot shit all right Wind in my hair. No way I'm going to vomit in the back of a cart and shaking around all day. Dude, okay, I have a question. Does uh, does Bernie ride side saddle? No. Okay. I was just thinking of uh, Bugs Bunny when he was riding uh, the horse dressed as a Valkyrie and his and his blonde hair was flowing in the distance. That's that's the... Kill the web. Wor- Kill the web. <laughs> Kill the web. No, Bernie's not worried about accidentally losing her virginity by riding a <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That ship has sailed. Okay. I was about to say, I don't think... Well, Shadow might be a virgin. I think Shadow and Bucks are the only virgins at this party. <laughs> I don't... I can't speak for this dog, but... <laughs> I look at Coco Snoot and I go, Coco Snoot, are you a virgin? I think I remember the uh, the shopkeep saying he was a stud. Okay, good. So no. <laughs> so that's something we have in common. And I pet Coco Snoot and he looks up at me like, oh, fuck, whatever. He's a dog. Yo, He's happy Coco to Snoot run. Fucks. Coco Snoot fucks. Yeah, this guy fucks. Coco Snoot fucks. Shadow Core is going to go in the cart, but he's going to instruct Shadow to uh, to go on, follow along with the, the horses on the other side from where uh, Bernie and Coco Snoot are. Okay, so the the cart continues down the road, everybody inside, uh, Tijin sitting up top, the uh, bear on one side, the cleric and Snoot on the other. Those of you who have jumped into the cart, it is rather spacious on the inside, although it's, it's a little, there's not really any place to sit. This is obviously a, a cart for hauling goods, and the whole thing is filled with boxes and barrels of all sorts. You can actually see that a couple of the large boxes have not broken open, but the lids have kind of fallen off a little bit. And you can see inside one of the the boxes seems to be a whole load of furs. The inside of the cart seems to be undamaged by the fire. It looks like most of the, the fire damage is on the outside. 
there's that door to the back, but you you do know it was padlocked. There's no windows until you guys close the door from the side that you came in on. And when you look up towards the front of the cart, you can see that a opening has slid down uh, where the uh, where Bronwyn is sitting, uh, directing the horses. Can I ride shotgun? When you poke your head up, you can see uh, Selvik and Bronwyn are both sitting there. There doesn't seem to be quite enough room for you to be up there, too. But you can find a barrel to sit on behind them and chat with them through the window if you'd like. Is it tall enough that we can actually stand up or are we, like, hunched over? Uh, no, it's actually tall enough that you can stand. The, Do I the find carts... two, like, posts that are, like, supporting posts that I can tie my hammock up on? Uh, no, there's no actual supporting posts. I kind of wanted to you know to be on shotgun nope. and uh, okay. and do target practice as we're moving with my firebolts. Like, see something in the distance and go kapwang, and see something oh. else in the distance and go kapwang. So you're gonna set the entire woods on fire, is what I'm not hearing. the entire woods. It's only firebolt. <laughs> Just it doesn't part do that of much the damage. woods. Do you know how fires work? Does the shadow does shadow take a hat out and, and give me a look? What? Give me a stern what look. Interesting yes. pyromaniac double standard imposed by the patriarchy. You know what? You know what's pretty funny is that you have Shadow, a bear who wants you to prevent forest fires, and you have Carlton who thinks his family lives in this woods, and you're like, I'm just gonna light shit on fire. Why not? Well, we're not to my woods yet, so fuck these woods. Oh, fuck those woods. We've had, like, boundary disputes all the time. My woods. not catching. That's not how forest fires work at all. Remember, Jonathan, only you can prevent forest fires. No, he can't. Uh, I don't trust him to do that at all. Obviously not. No, that's. I guess that is the point. I, I take my finger guns and I go... Jonathan, as you look out this window and take note of something and shoot off a firebolt through the window that Bronwyn and Selvik are sitting in front of with the horses, everyone startles a bit as this bolt of fire comes flying out from behind the window, striking one of the trees nearby. And Selvik turns to look at you and says, do do you mind? We're trying to keep the horses in check. They're already scared out of their wits. I'm sorry, sorry. I'll I'll hold off. Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Bronwyn puts a hand on his shoulder, you know, kind of calming him down for a second, and then goes back to holding the reins with both hands and says, Yeah, I think I'd appreciate that too. But, you know, don't mind him. We're all a little tense. The last hour or two has, has been... Not fun, but now that the wagon is fixed, we can be on our way. Uh, are you guys actually headed to Amphail? Yeah, it's along the way. We're headed north to to see the land and and find our fortune and maybe clear out a haunted forest. Haunted forest? You guys aren't going to Crypt Garden, are you? Yep. Yeah. That's foolhardy at best and crazy at worst why would you guys go there haven't you heard about well, some of okay the considering shh, shh, the fight you just saw do you not think crazy and foolhardy apply to us ma'am considering the person talking to you do you not think crazy and foolhardy apply to us listen if it wasn't for the fact that you guys slaughtered those bug beasts back there i'd be a little more upset at you for setting my cart on fire but all things considered, it all worked out. I also put out your cart. Y yes, you did. And I finished the job. As I said, 
all things considered, it all worked out. No harm, no foul. Let's just be, you know, a little more careful about the fire in the future, shall we? That's that's more than fair. I can't make fire, so you got my word. As to the Crypt Garden, I don't know if this, this is hard to explain, but sometimes there are things that are very hard, if not impossible to do, and but they need doing. And we seem to be the ones who do it. Gods keep you safe if you're going to head up that way. Uh, I'm not going past Amphail. I basically just make the, the trip back and forth, but we'll get you to Amphail. And at this point, we've only got about another day and a half of travel, maybe two if the, the weather continues to be shit. You must do what you feel is right, of course. <laughs> well, I'm not taking this crew up to the Crypt Garden. We're not even going to Red Larch. Some of the stuff that we heard about what's going on there is, has got me frightened. What's going on in Red Larch? Well, the same stuff that we've heard going on at the Crypt Garden. We, the last time I was in Amphail about a week and a half ago, they were talking about how some of the messages they'd been sending up to Red Larch haven't come back. Some of the horses that they sent up that way to go do some trading haven't come back. Last time anyone was there was about a month ago, and they were talking about excursions from the Crypt Garden of monsters that no one had ever seen before. Huh. How... I, I look at my companions and I was like, how far, or I ask them, how far south is, is that from the Crypt Garden Forest? What kind of, what kind of, like, breadth of, 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 uh, of disturbances are we seeing? Here? I'd like to see if I remember from my studies of maps in this area. Uh, yeah, anyone who's interested, go ahead and roll me, uh, well, actually, Travancore, roll me a history check. Uh, anyone else, you can either give me a, a history or just a straight up intelligence check to try to remember where exactly Red Larch is. So I rolled a 12. Okay. You are familiar with the town. You know it's along the long road, kind of in this area, kind of near the summer hills, but you're not exactly sure about distances. Um, I also say to, uh, it's Boran? Borzan? Bronwyn. Bronwyn. I say to her, I was like, also, when you're in Anfell, if these horses need tend to, you can always take them to the Eagle Shields. Their, their uh, homestead is slightly outside. It's stressed down. They'll take care of your horses. Oh yes, I'm very familiar with them. Good people, good, excellent people. That they're the um, some of the best vets in town. Sadly, this this is a this is a dangerous route, which is why I can we can make so much money bringing goods back and forth. But uh, we've had some issues with with some of the horses. That's that's why I finally gave in to some of the chargers instead of going with some of the greys that they've got up there. And Selvik speaks up at this point and says. Uh, yeah, they're they're big and they're intimidating looking. But uh, last time we had something attack us that wasn't one of these bug things. The horses practically trampled the thing. It's kind of nice to have some war horses on our side for once. Did any of the furs that were in that box? Did any of them accidentally spill out? Spill out? No. The okay. kind of the I make top... a few accidentally spill out, and okay. then I'm gonna kind of like lay down on them in the back Go of the cart. Go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check. Go ahead and roll an asshole check. That's the stuff they gotta sell. What if your butt that keeps shitting things out gets dirty? 18. Sleight of hand. Bernie, sadly, you are not inside the cart. I know. So you, you can't police them. Can't can't watch them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Travancore and Jonathan, though, you guys can roll some perception checks. Okay. I will roll, roll do exactly that. Roll a check to hit him. Ooh, 22. Damn it. Good. Good. Five. Shame. Jonathan, you're you're still mulling over this news that you've been hearing about, and you don't really notice anything. Travancore, you see Carlton kind of head on over to this box of furs, and 
try to very casually just shake it over, but it's it's a very large box. And both you and Bronwyn, because uh, she's looking back through the window as, as she's having this discussion, notice you knock over this large box of furs. These, these furs seem to be rather large. Uh, you're not sure what animal that they're from, but these are not like rabbits. And as a couple of them spill out onto the ground, she's like, hey, be careful with those. I'm going to be selling those once we get to Amphail. My apologies. Uh, kind of, I'm not used to being in moving vehicles, so I was getting my getting my footing and kind of tried to use it to stabilize it, but I'm kind of bulky and accidentally. I, I, and I, I tip it, not putting it back in, but I tip the, uh, the uh, crate back upright, but I still leave the one that's out. It's like, my apologies, my apologies. I was just trying to get my footing here. Okay. Uh, yeah, just put them all back in there. You know, that thing was kind of loosely nailed down anyway. Just get them all back in there. I, I need what those kind to of animal was this? I, I'll go ahead and roll a nature check. Um, I was asking her. Oh, uh, I think that's an elk. Oh. I bought a lot of them in uh, Waterdeep to sell back up in Amphail. The, the rich snobs up there, they got to have stuff all over the floor once it gets to be wintertime. They don't want their feet to be cold. But hey, if it brings me a pretty penny, I don't You care. got any wolf in there? No, I don't think so. Okay, just just checking. And I go ahead and put the elk back in now that I my cover has been blown. <laughs> all right. I just wanted something soft to sit on. The fact that you can sit in the cart at all instead of having to walk down the, the long road should be enough. But Listen, you know. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. I don't have any cake to offer you. So, Bronwyn, how long have you been in the fur trading business? Uh, not specifically furs, but I've been doing this route for seven eight years now i've had the the twins with me for about three we just basically do the the hike back and forth i used to go all the way up towards neverwinter but it's just not it's just not worth it in the middle of the winter anymore and the the assholes in amphail pay me enough for all of the goods and, and shit that i bring them selvig speaks up and says you'd be surprised the number of pampered people up there who want perfume Oh, I can. Be I, I believe it. What kind of asshole wants to wear perfume? Well, I mean, someone wants it; they're willing to pay for it. That means you guys are able to make a living. So I guess it's it, except for the Yankees, which is that a recent thing? Was that a new, or have they always been on on this route? Bronwyn thinks for a second and says, uh, "That many of them? I haven't seen that many in a while." But no, they they tend to be around here. That's why I usually hook up with a caravan because they don't tend to come after the the large parties the you know the bigger you are the more you scare off the bigger stuff so they, they tend to not attack if you're in a big caravan or if oh, you outnumber they're them, more afraid of you than you are of it got it only if there's a lot of you and before the assholes who you know i paid a lot of money to join their caravan decided you know screw you and keep on going we were not going to have any problems but once we once we lost the power of numbers. Things got a little hairy there. But yeah, the, those things are all along this route. They're they're scavengers, they're opportunistic, and they're nasty buggers. Do you recall the name of the caravan leader? Uh, I think his last name was Krieger. I mostly talked to his lieutenant. I didn't actually talk to the caravan master. His name was Thomas, and he was a little rat bastard. Honestly, I never would have hooked up with this caravan if it wasn't for the fact that the snows are already starting to fly, and I need to get this stuff to Amphail, or else the prices are going to drop. Well, lucky for you, your numbers just got a little bit bigger, and there seems to be safety in numbers. There is, and I appreciate the help, and certainly 
with my team, we'll be able to get you to Amphail a lot quicker than, than going on foot. I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't get horses before. Well, I don't know. We seem to have enough animals as it is. <laughs> Love you, Shadow. <laughs> Fucking menagerie. Let me, let me apologize again. We for, bought a uh, zoo. For the fireball and for the furs. Uh, we're, we're good-hearted people, but we tend to be a little eccentric, a little goofy. And don't worry about it. I just it. love how Travancore's new role is just to apologize for all our shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you have to work with us, ma'am. And that this is favorite. Got, we don't have to apologize in favor. please pay us. And I, I say, but we're a lot of fun. <laughs> and I make little sparks in my hand. We, we have an art back home called Human Relations that I studied a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I take a sip out of my alchemy jug, forgetting I had said salt water, and do a spit take. Now he's gonna ruin all the pelts. Uh, fuck! I gotta wait twenty four hours. Damn it! Selvik kind of sees Jonathan playing with sparks, sees Carlton spit all over the floor of this caravan wagon, and shakes his head and looks over at Bronwyn and doesn't say anything. Jonathan, go ahead and roll a perception check since you're the one kind of at the. Jonathan Travancore, you're the the two kind of towards the front of this thing. I still don't see anything. I might. <laughs> what does Buck see? Is Buck's in the cart or is Buck's flying around outside? Buck's is uh, is, so we have Coco's on one side, we have Shadow on the other, and then we have Buck's on the top. Okay, Buck's has been keeping an eye out on the road and isn't really looking at the cart as it is if Bucks is over the cart the front of the cart where the driver sits does have an overhang so he can't exactly see them Jonathan you're playing with sparks and it's sparkly Travancore you notice as Selvig gives Bronwyn a, a look kind of a very meaningful look you notice his hand moving in a peculiar way like his his finger is twitching as as though he's writing something in the air. It's very quick and you don't quite catch it. Bronwyn smiles and looks back and says, well, you might as well get comfy. It'll probably be a couple more hours before we can we can shack up for the night. And and then hopefully by the end of the day tomorrow, we'll we'll be in Amphail if the, if the weather holds. What you do with those fingers there, friend? Uh, Selvig gives you a, a glance and says, nothing you need to be concerned about. Nah. Okay. Carry on, then. As you guys kind of settle into the cart and um, several hours go by, it's actually not that bad of a ride. The horses keep a, a pretty brisk pace. Nothing that Coco Snoot and Shadow can't very easily keep up with, but it's definitely a lot faster than you guys have been going. And they go well into sunset before they bring the the horses to a halt and everybody kind of piles back out. Bronwyn immediately heads up to start taking care of the horses. She's pulled out uh, water and feed and is unhitching them from the cart. Selvig jumps down and says, well, We'll we'll bed down here. You can stay in the cart, or if you've got your own accommodations, that's fine. We'll get a we'll get a fire going out there. And Tijin has jumped off the top of the cart and is joining Selvig as they go a little off road. You can see the the road kind of widens to the left, and there's a, a natural little enclave and a a cold fire pit that is obviously this is kind of a a normal place for them to stop for the night. Did you guys want to spend the night with them or do something else? I don't want to let them know about our... I don't think we want to invite them home, do we? They don't seem like the kind... We... Well, we just met them, so there is yeah. a trust element there. Maybe maybe like on the third date or something like that. We'll take them home. <laughs> where, where the hell else are we going to spend the night? 
uh, camp like we used to? Oh, yeah. Like you did last night? Yeah. Let's just do what we did last night. I don't mind. I still got my hammock. I mean, if we're protecting them and anything happens to them overnight, you know, we're going to come back and find them. I'd feel like an asshole. We would. I'd feel kind of bad, even though Mr. Twitchy Fingers wants to keep secrets. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with camping out tonight. All right, you guys set up camp, uh, get a fire going, have a good meal, and as you get ready to spend your second night out on the long road, this is where we will stop for the evening. And next time, we'll we'll get into your third day of travel. Now, now you've got some companions and some horses. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter.